Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. All right, we're doing part two with Van Connor. Hello, Dina. Good morning. Good morning. So let's see. We just put out an album. Correct. And we had a show last week about that, the process, and how much uh, work it took, and the songs kind of tell a story a little bit about right. maybe some pain and grief in our life and things we've we've worked through. Right. So we're going to go back to the other part that was going on in the background of us writing and producing an album. Okay. You ready to go on that ride? It sounds a little nerve-wracking, but yeah. You can do it. So when I first met you, what's the first thing I thought, hey, this would be fun? Um, read the rocks. Read the rocks. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And you're like, what are you talking about? Correct. I, um, <clears throat> although I had read about shockers a little bit, I never heard of this reading of the rocks situation. And that's because I invented it. And it's a, a playful way for people to learn what energy is blocked. And I wrote the book about it, and I've been teaching it for years, but it actually helps people. And I was just like writing the music, quite surprised how over years people got a lot out of doing these little prescriptions, and my uh, clients called it homework. And so that's the first thing we did, and you had a prescription. Right. What was it? Well, I think it was to write songs. And that's before I knew you were really a musician, and your throat chakra was blocked. Right. And your power chakra. Right. Do you know what your power chakra is now? Where it is mm -hmm. or what it is? Both. I think I know what it is. Um, where I think it's like down here somewhere. It is. Where is it? Um, somewhere near your abdomen. <laughs> yes. Something. So you recently have been saying, I feel this sinking feeling in my stomach. Right. And now you know that that is your solar plexus. My solar plexus. Now, when I feel the sinking feeling, is that a negative feeling, positive? That is your energy turning off. So if you have somebody hurt your feelings, normally to protect your heart, you'll shut your heart down and then the, it sinks. There's a sinking feeling when you feel pain, a hurt right. from yeah. somebody or, you know, maybe even going back in the past and replaying things. Right. And then that's all of a sudden you feel your, your stomach, and that's your power chakra. So when I first met you, your throat chakra, which is expression, and your power chakra were missing. And I didn't know at the time you know, that you had been in a band and you played all these instruments and stuff like that, but you weren't doing that anymore. Right. And you were at a place where you were kind of sad because maybe you weren't writing songs. Well, I, I think I wasn't writing songs for several reasons, but... Um... One of them was every time I went to write one, it just didn't come out right. Like a writer's block of some sort? or Yeah, I could write, but because writing is both a creative thing and a mechanical process, like I could write you a song right now, but it could be horrible mm -hmm. because I know how to write a song. It's like I know how to build a fence, but I could build a really horrible fence. Yeah. Yeah. And so throat is throat chakra is expression, communication, 
And the power chakra, ironically, is mechanical. It's when you physically write the song down and you have it and other yeah. people can see it. And part of it's a inspiration to want to write because sometimes I just don't feel like writing. I don't feel like playing. And then other times, like this morning when we got to the station, I sat down. And you wrote you wrote a song while I, we were waiting to go on, on I air. I started, yeah, I started a feel for a song I recorded it on my phone real quick. Okay, so I have a uh, question then. Do you feel that your heart is open today or closed? I think it's fairly open. Um, I'm I'm looking forward. We're going to go on a trip. And, and we're going to take the day off. And the thing with your heart chakra, it's the connection to your throat and your power, power your, your solar plexus. So if your heart's open... Then you're putting your feelings into it, and you're writing a song. Do you see what I'm talking yes. about here? Yeah. One thing that can happen, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll, I'll have a song idea in my head, and I'll have to put it down. Like, that happened, uh, I think it was a couple months ago. I woke up at 2 in the morning and wrote a whole song. I ended up staying up all day. <laughs> I was pretty tired, but it was worth it. Although I can't find that song. But this is the what the prescription was, is opening chakras that are closed. Now, at the time I met you, you were grieving. Right, yeah. A friend had passed away. Mm-hmm. So as a, a man. And I just got a divorce, or I was about to get a divorce. And you were feeling sad. Yeah. So in the end, your heart was kind of being protected, and your throat chakra and your, your solar plexus were closed. So prescription would basically be do something to express yourself that you feel good about which is all about you which is writing a song right now you didn't write a song for probably a year or so yeah i'd say i didn't complete a song yeah i mean i started to write a lot and i did write some but they were just mediocre junk you know and so when i work with people and their chakras i just find the one place that's that's blocked Then we do a prescription, and then things start to happen. But writer's block is exactly what you had. It's basically something happens, your heart's not into it, your power chakra is blocked, and your throat chakra is blocked. So you can't be creative. Uh, And again, like you said, you can make a fence. It may fall down. It may not be the best. But when you have your power chakra in it, which is the one below your heart, which is, you know that one when someone's yelling at you, you can feel it. As a child, you probably, and I'll say, you were bullied as a child. That's where you would feel that, in your your stomach. Because they'd be hurting your feelings. You close your heart down. You couldn't say anything. And that would make you, it makes your stomach sick is what it does. Yeah. So it's just this particular brand of things I hadn't really got into. I didn't know about Reiki. I didn't know about um, much about chakras. I mean, I was into like. When I was younger, I was into astral projection. I was into um, some di- a lot of different philosophical stuff and what people would say at the time was edgy science or spooky science, as Einstein called it. But um, now that's more mainstream. And uh, so I've always been open to things. I just... Um, when you're talking to somebody who speaks of things in such absolutes like it is true the way you do sometimes to somebody who's 
more of an analyst who wants to investigate everything and never quite sometimes gets to hardcore believing in anything, which has been a factor in my life, be it positive and or negative. Um, I tend to just float around and listen to other people's ideas while not, maybe I have a fear of completely buying into any one thing because of my life experience. I've seen so many different things and experienced paranormal situations. I've experienced um, extraterrestrial type um, encounters. I've um, everything but seen a Bigfoot. Pretty much. And that's one of my biggest dreams. That's why I'm obsessed. So maybe as a young kid, you were open. Was there a time in your life that it was totally not acceptable to believe any of this stuff? Um, to a point, but my family, um, my grandmas, everybody has always had kind of a spiritual exploratory side. So in my family, it was okay. Um, however, in the, uh, being a, uh, realist, um, pragmatist type person who also believes that anything is possible, I don't think, no, I, yeah, I've been scared to tell people, I'm scared right now to talk about some of the stuff I've seen and experienced, you know, because people think you're crazy, you know? The general people uh, population thinks that, uh, well, he must have a mental issue of some kind if he actually believes that happened to him or believes that that could happen or past lives or Reiki or um, astral projection or... Or self-healing? Self-healing, yeah. I mean... The thing is, when you look at it from a scientific perspective like I do, it's all possible. And and I think some of the greatest scientific minds in the world would agree with me on that. It's just that that is not mainstream to the masses. It's mainstream to the upper echelons of scientific So how... I'm going to say how I got here because that popped into my mind. I was different as a child. I couldn't figure it out because there was no one there to help me with it. But I knew that there was something not right about me. And I did pick up on things I shouldn't know about. And I did have an intuition. And I did see, I have to say, I did see angels, which is kind of strange. But I never felt like I was alone. Even when I was alone, I never felt alone. And I spent a lot of time by myself, but I didn't feel alone. And you tried to grill me or try to interview me and see if I have some type of mental, mental disorder. illness or, or that not that I thought you did but that having been through a lot of psychiatric counseling in my life I have a feeling that most um, psychiatrists or psychiatric professionals if you were honest and said some of the things that you've told me that they may want to medicate you immediately Okay, so I didn't get medicated, but I did choose as an adult to go the opposite. So I decided that I'm not going to have that intuition. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to act on things that my intuition tells me. I'm just going to be normal. 
is what I did. And I, and I did that. I did that for two years. Two years of going to an establishment where I felt if I went there, I'd probably get some gold button and end up in heaven was one day. Was this a religious establishment? It was a, it was a church. That's and funny you said that because I was just going to say that one thing, the one time in my life during about five or six years when I was involved in a religious institution, that was when that was squashed. That was when... And it took me a long time to get over that. Um, but now, as we've discussed in the past, I see that um, saying that your beliefs are ridiculous is ridiculous because look at your beliefs. And I don't want to offend anybody, so I won't get into it, but. Go ahead. So we both did. I, for instance. Unless you want me to get into it. No, no, no. I I had an inner voice. I had an inner voice. It was bright and it it helped me. I chose not to listen to that voice anymore because I was told that it was a bad voice and that I was hearing voices and they were bad. So I tried that and it really put me in a a bad place where I was depressed. I couldn't make any decisions. And I decided to move away from that and get back to my inner voice, my intuition, and it got Mm -hmm. me back on track. And that's when I started teaching aerobics and I started getting into health a lot more. And eventually I did leave a marriage that was doing the same thing. If I read these books, I was a bad person. If I did this, I was a bad person. And what I decided to do is be myself and be authentic and, you know, I struggle with that. You know, it's it's hard to be yourself in, in, in a society where maybe you're not always um, walking that line. You know, I'm doing things that maybe other people don't do. I think the less is more thing statement I've been making for seven years is really odd and weird. Now I think it's catching on. I used to not eat, you know, meat. I used to do things that now are getting to be acceptable, you know. So in the end, even chakras now are, are talked about because of all the yoga classes people are taking. Or the Reiki classes, which Reiki was a weird word. No one liked it. But in the end, what I found is that if I could find my inner voice, which I like that you said, I see. I see because when you see, that is intact. You have an, uh, you, you dream, you imagine, you're creative, you're inspired. So those chakras are what keeps you <clears throat> writing music, like the fence that's really has integrity and looks nice. That's like a really good song. Without your heart and without your third eye, you write a song, it might be crap, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or, you know, like, again, you said, sometimes people like that stuff. So who knows? But in the end, it's like you know you feel when something is right and when something's wrong. And that should come from you within. And so by you tuning up your throat chakra or your power chakra and doing something that opens those energy systems, then you get inspired again. And then you start going back in the right direction. That's what I was just doing with the reading with you. And it took a while, but you were going through some dark times. So it takes, what does it take to get better? Perseverance. Maybe wanting to get better. Perseverance, yeah. How bad do you want it? Yeah, you have to want to get better. Um, That's still something I struggle with. Um, Wanting and having having dreams and goals because when you get to a certain age I think um, that's been my I don't know if you call it a late midlife crisis because it's more of a late life crisis for me being uh, not that I'm super old but being in my early 50s um, and having uh, done a lot of things in in my life um, sometimes it's hard to 
being raised in America, you always want to reach this grandiose brass ring when now, like what you were saying, less is more. Now I'm saying, wow, maybe a better path to happiness, not a better, but a different, a, a, a grandiose goal maybe to live simply, be happy, and do what makes me happy. Because I've always done what's expected, not expected. I've always done things that would make other people say, wow, that's cool, or doing things that seem to be exciting. Like, because of my music career in the past, which was a long time ago when I did it professionally, I've had people say, wow, you, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have lived that life or blah, blah, blah. Well, will people say that when I tell them eventually when my dream now is to live in a tiny house, to play my music to a few friends, maybe hospice care, um, to not be on Facebook, to stay off the internet except for research and, and I mean, social media. Um, which is hard when you're a musician and you want to make a little money and monitor the music I still have out there from the old days. Um, but that's what those are some of my goals. Stay off social media, live simply in a be safe, uh, get to see my kids and grandkids and and that's something that society would not say, you really have aspirations, you really, want to take over the world like you really want to well to me i'm finally seeing well not that everything i mean grasping at my career musically grasping at my software career doing all those things that i feel i've been successful enough in to move on to the next thing i never thought the next thing would be less in an american view of possessions and money and all that stuff um giving away things getting rid of all my old stuff and i don't what i've learned recently is that i don't need it i've been living without all that stuff lately and i've gotten rid of most everything that i owned and it's like this is way easier is it, it's freeing it is, and, and the things that I still, like, I still have this giant storage unit worth of stuff. I still have tons of musical gear, which I'll probably never get rid of because those are my babies. But um, I just need a place to put them because <laughs> it's spread out over about three different locations right now. I don't even know what I have anymore. I need to inventory. But uh, How important is your music? I'd say it's as important as anything else. It's 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 something that's more like I'll put it this way. I have no desire to do it professionally anymore because it kind of ruined it for me. Because, as I said on the last show, feeling like you have to write a song that makes somebody else happy is lame. <laughs> is lame. But at this point in your life, when you pick up your guitar and you create a song just for you, how does that feel? Great, great. great. I do, I do, I tell you, I do, and I've told you this, I do think, I think Dino will think this is 
cool or I'll think my brother will think this is cool or just my friends. And and I remember when I was a kid, well, kid, I was in my early 20s, um, there's this band called Beat Happening and Brett Lunsford, who um, owns a place called The Business in Anacortes. It's a record store coffee shop. Um, he said one time in an interview from his band Beat Happening, he said, I just like making music for me and my friends. And you know what? I realized that's what he always did. And that's why he moved to Anacortes away from, he was in Olympia, he moved away. And I, I would always, always ask him, like, what are you doing up there, man, this little town? Why don't you come on out and play music and go on tour and stuff? He goes, no, I just like to play music. Me and my friends. And he had a baby. And- okay, so when I work with people, usually 45 and up, I ask them to find that one thing they love to do by themselves so they don't need a band, they don't need their spouse, they don't need anyone to do. That one thing that, that, that makes you want to be alive. And I think, you know, when you write a song from your heart just for you, and I like that, then you're healing yourself in a, in a small way. Like when we wrote some songs together, no way did we think I didn't think anyone would ever hear them. We were doing it because it was therapy and it felt good. It felt good. I liked it. Yeah. Being creative. Well, one of the coolest things was when we talked about this, that when we got in the car after we had all the rough mixes and we played them on the way home. And that that was just that. I mean, nobody heard them but us. And and that car ride on the way home, we just smiled. And that was that was a memorable moment in our lives. It was accomplishment. And you know what it was? It's all the chakras working together. When you have an idea, you focus on it. You start talking about it, throat chakra. You put your heart into it. And then the power chakra, which is below your heart, is when you physically show up as a team. Because was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. But the sacral chakra is when you work as a team. It's your relationships. And then the root chakra is physical, tangible form. So when we get in the car and we take our songs, put them in the CD player, and we can hear them, that's the end result. But not really, because now we got to figure out what we're going to do with all those songs. But it just goes back to the top with your chakras. If you're blocked, which we've had blocks, right, where you and I have put it down and walked away a couple times – and as a relationship, we've worked through some things, and now we can physically see it. That is a, I want to say it's a high. It's a high to actually have an idea, work with somebody else, and bring it out here for everyone to see whether they like it or not, don't care. We just wanted, I just wanted to finish it. And I think for me, I'm always looking for people that will help me um, uh, manifest my vision in, in physical form, like right. whether it's a, a something we do together like my book or it could be a show we do or whatever it's really important that we finish a lot of people are sitting at home with ideas and they never ever do anything with them that is so frustrating well to me dina and i disagree with you on that a little bit because sometimes i'll start an idea and i won't finish it for a reason and that reason is i'm not feeling anymore you know if i stop feeling it I'll get another one, whatever. Like, you know, like with the album. Um, it took us a long time to get it out. Um, we ended up not doing a physical, a hard copy. Um, we may do that in the future when I feel it, when you feel it. See, you just proved my point. When your heart's in it, but yeah. your heart's not in it right now. It's not in making a CD. It's in putting it online. I feel it's I feel it's not ready to be on CD because you aren't ready to go out and perform. I am. Are you? I am ready. Yeah, I just I just 
Maybe you don't have to perform. No, uh, you know what? To tell you the truth, I want to play. I'll tell you what. It's the available venues to play in in the, the fashion that for people with my kind of music nowadays, I, when a show comes along that fits my feeling, and that's a wonderful thing that I can choose um, nowadays. Um, if a show came along where it was something I felt like I wanted to do, I'll do it. You know, like if somebody came up to me and said, hey, I'm having a few people over tonight. You want to come play? I might say yes. Now, if somebody said, hey, I want you to come to this bar and play for two hours in front of a bunch of people eating dinner, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'll choose when I play. I'm not trying to make errors for anybody. I'm not, whatever. Again, so now you use your power chakra, which is basically saying, this is what I want. I'm putting my foot down. And now you have right. boundaries and you're different. You're different than before, right. which but is really good. But we we're have... going to take a first break or our only break because I'm with right. Van Connor. Because I have something to say. <laughs> I have something to say on uh, it. Throat chakra is not closed anymore. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Aloha! Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Pencove Brewing Company, located in Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island, is a small, family-friendly taproom featuring local craft beer, wine, and cider from around the Pacific Northwest. The Coopville taproom was created by two brothers, following their dream of bringing a successful business back to the community they love, one craft beer at a time. Visit pincovebrewing.com, that's pincovebrewing.com, and check out the events calendar or sign up for their newsletter to get a weekly update on upcoming local live music, special events, and promotions right on Whidbey Island. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. talking about writing songs with Mr. Van Connor. Well, I'm happy to say that our album is out now. It's called Coming Back Again, and it features songs like Legacy of Green, Silent Universe, and the title track Coming Back Again. Our album Coming Back Again is now available for streaming and purchase at your favorite online retailer, including iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and many more. Go to dina-marie.com. That's dina-marie.com for a full list of retailers. Watching the sunrise. An ocean stands between us. Look into the sky. Think of second chances. Look into the past. 
thousand miles between us You know you're coming back Oh yeah You know you're coming Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I'm with Van Connor, and we're talking about asserting yourself, putting your foot down, and less is more, and we're just going all over the place. So Van Connor. Yeah. Now, you have some intentions. Your intentions are to what? Oh, my intentions are I'm cleaning up several areas of my life that I neglected for years, and um, I'm making some life changes. I decided that. I basically am not doing for music professionally anymore. I'm uh, only going to play when I feel like it. Um, and I looked around at different ways to do music. And um, my plan is to take advantage of online availability for music, put it out there for people to enjoy, and they can listen to it or buy it or whatever they want. Um, I'm going to continue doing it. Then I'm also putting my life into a simple mode uh, of living very uh, on a very small scale, small house, small small amount of possessions, um, less overhead to worry about, you know, like just just chill, you know. And I was thinking during the break about these things I'm saying in deep down inside make me feel ashamed because people will come to me and say, why don't you have a big house? Why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? Well, I don't aspire to have any of that. And I don't aspire, like, why don't you get the band back together? Why don't you tour? Why don't you play more shows? You know why? And and maybe they want me to play. And sometimes I've said recently, I've said, "Okay, I'll play a song right now, the show right now." You know, I I don't. Why do something I don't want to do unless I have to, to? Let's say, let's say I really needed money, and I was completely destitute or something. You then, would play a show if you needed money. If I needed money to l- eat food. Yeah, I go because I have a skill set that I can go make money playing music. Yes, I happen to have some other skill sets where I make money, and and so I do that. I don't always like that, but it's 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 a I'm a lucky man that I have all these avenues. However, music's really important to me, so it's hard to explain. But this whole thing I've been talking about, though. My choice that I'm making right now, that I'm talking about my life and my music, I feel like people are going to look down on me for it. Does that make sense? Because I'm not aspiring to go out there and conquer the world. Because I'm not trying to be rich. Because I'm not... I don't want to have a... You know strive towards some giant goal well i'm striving towards a giant goal for me which is minimize minimizing my life and and it's not because i'm old it's not because i've done it all before it's not it just sounds pretty dang good 
It sounds good to me. To simplify your life. To live a simple life. To live like the Ingalls family little house. Watch yourself <laughs> if you want to be going and getting water down the road. But in the I, end, I would. I do get water down the road. I, do. I know you do. <laughs> so what I'm trying to get, and I'll bring it right back around. You have had some life changes yep. and you've had things and you've had possessions and you've had uh, uh, stardom. You've had all those things. What is the most important thing in your life for you, Van Connor, right now? Well, there's not one thing, but I'd say my relationship with my significant other, my relationship with my family, my kids and grandkids, having enough to eat, having shelter, and feeling good about myself, which is kind of the top of the pyramid, really. It's, it's uh, if I do things that I'm proud of and that make me feel good, then everything else falls into place. Is I think it is feeling good. Like, you know, your health is important, number one, because if you don't feel good, your relationships aren't going to be good either, you know? Right. And I mean mentally and physically. Yeah, body, mind, and spirit. So what I'm saying is, like, we eat right, and then you, you get good sleep, and then you drink good water, and you exercise, and you got all that going for you. Your body's moving. So then your mind. You know, you want to have, we've been working on positive attitudes and, and saying what we want and those type of things. And then having a clear mind so that you can have intuition come in. That's your mind. Spirit is that thing you really can't put your finger on, you can't see. And that's why I do Reiki. It's something I do, but it's not something you, it's not tangible. And I don't even know how, I do know how it works, but I just have to, like I told you, right. I have to just do it because it somehow works on, I call it, it's a chiropractor for your spirit. A massage for your soul. It's that part of you that you can't see. But if you have somebody care about you in your aura, which is your relationships, people that care about you and love you, you feel good and your life right. is better. Right. And and we've been talking, you and I have been talking about this lately, um, about you. Now let's go to you. I'm going to ask you. Um I know with you, what's the most important thing to you right now? My health, my relationships, and my healing work. Now, your healing work is what I want to ask you about because just like my music I got away from for a while, I think that you getting back into your healing work more than because I know you concentrate, you were concentrating more on like last year you had all sorts of jobs you were doing, um, promoting and farmer's market and all these things. And I know it, it didn't allow you enough time for healing and your which I think you're great at is your your teaching that you do in front of people. When I've seen you do that, it's it's wonderful and I can't wait till you do it again. Um, then your healing work and all that. When I see you do that, you seem more at peace and happier. And I am. And so why would I want to keep going to Kauai? Because when I walk through the door, that's who I am. And I get to do it in a healing center. So I have to create that somewhere here on the mainland. Well, you just have to make sure you take me with you. Oh, yes. Or take everybody with me. Everybody no, wants to go. No, no, no. You're just going to take me with you. Okay, then. So Van Connor. That's right. Have you had Reiki done? Yeah, only by you. You did a Reiki class, so other people... I did. I'm a level one Reiki practitioner who's only practiced on you. So how would you uh, describe your experience? Um, I 
I, it's really interesting. I, um, I've had, I, until recently, just like a few days ago, last week, I think it was, we did it. We, you did Reiki on me. I did it on you. And, um, that was the first time back because I really got kind of messed up by it. I have to say, because it brought back some things that I, they're not repressed memories or anything, just stuff I never talked about, but it opened me up to the point which chakra would, would have opened my throat chakra or my heart chakra or something? Your third eye. My third eye. Which is right above your Right, eyes. which I, and I told you about some things of my childhood that I never told anybody ever. And uh, that was hard for me, and it kind of messed me up. So I was scared to get it to let you do it again. And then we did it, and I purposely kept my mind blank. And it was relaxing. It was a different trip, you know. Like previously, I just went with the flow and just really, it's almost like accepting the energy that's flowing through you. It came into me and I kept it there. I just didn't let it flow through. This last time, I just let it flow through into the earth or wherever it goes. And um, before, I was just like holding it there and letting it stew and I'd cry and have these mental breakdowns and have to like almost stop almost i mean i wouldn't but then after it was over i just start blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and saying all these things and it really was hard and maybe now it's good that i got all that out and i told you in the car the other day when we were driving um hey i uh i don't ever want to talk about that again mm-hmm. okay i don't need to i said it to somebody once and and I'm done. And so. you are getting rid of your stuff and want a, a simpler Physically. life. It's 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 you unloaded stuff that, energy right. inside of yourself that you didn't want to see, and now you're dreaming again. In oh, fact, I'm you have dreaming. all kinds of weird dreams. I know. I stopped dreaming for years, and uh, it's crazy now. I mean, every night's a new adventure, and usually it's based on a day before, but at times it goes back into the past but usually it's just about right now like and you call it data dumping and it's good for you you say so you take in all these things that stress you out during the day and then when you're asleep your subconscious mind dumps them out right and maybe it dumps them out in a weird way but then i get insight in the morning occasionally like one of the dreams i had the other day i know that i'm gonna have to call my son this weekend my middle son to talk to him about a few things um because of that dream and uh, and and I told you when I was younger I was really into dream interpretation and lucid dreaming, and lucid dreaming is wonderful. And I kind of want to get back into it. And I can help you with that mm-hmm. because it's it's a trip. Like I used to get be able to breathe underwater. I was never very good at flying, but once you get lucid dreaming going, it's a practice. It take it's like a muscle you have to get. It is. It's your third eye. It's your brow chakra. So oh, okay. now it's it's basically open. Yeah. And now you've seen things. Now you can walk past those things. You don't have to storm anymore. And then you're dreaming. And that's where your intuition comes in. And that's where our songs are going to get better because you and I both have that. And that's what you were missing. And you couldn't start writing songs because there's so many things you didn't want to see. A lot of people go through that. And when I did hypnotherapy, I couldn't work with people on medications, certain medications, because it trained you 
to keep that closed yeah. because trauma is trauma and it and, and no one wants to see it but you need someone to help you move through and then when you move through it again like you're saying i don't really need to go back there i don't want to go back there yeah i don't have to but sometimes you have to visit it just for a short while to move right forward. you need to get past certain things and this just popped in my head you know they say like life's a journey you never get to the finish line all this stuff like that but you know what life's a journey but if you can walk through it calmly and with a smile on your face which is what i'm working on i'm working on to get from point a to point b and i'm not talking about physically but to what you want and it's funny because just in this conversation and we'll have to explore this further between you and i um about why maybe it's because men in society or something like the pushback that I've gotten in the last year about how I want to live my life now, getting pushback on it, like pushback on simplifying, pushback on, like about my boat, like I was going to sell my boat, like my last boat. Um, I had a friend at work say, oh, I don't like to hear about men getting rid of their toys and da-da-da and stuff like that. Like he basically thought I was not a smart man when I don't have to sell it but it's taken up too much space and it's 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 a it's it is it's an albatross in a way well and you helped me with this too so going back into the past you're holding on to it from memories from your past that were good so even holding on to good memories can stop you from moving forward right but just think of all for for Americans we have I mean other countries, people don't have storage units full of stuff that they don't use for years. Our friend um, Larry, the other day we were talking to, he said that he had a friend who had, or his relative had stuff in his basement for 10 years that she's never even seen, but she has to keep it. But she hasn't even touched it for 10 years. So maybe someday... Can you see the metaphor in that, though? Coming for a Reiki session and being... With all the counselors before, you unpacked your suitcases and let go of things. And that's I'm, I'm trying to get to that there's simpler ways to get better. And it does take effort, and it is inner work, and you have to help yourself. And now you're eating better, don't you feel Except better? for that breakfast. I Except made a today. big mistake. I think, <laughs> I think my stomach chakra is shot. I swear, I feel so much worse From physically because we did earlier this morning when we were hanging out. Um. I felt great, and now I just paid like five bucks for a horrible hamburger, and I feel like physically <laughs> like weird, and then and, and my head's swimming kind of, and I'm like, uh. and this is what we've been working on, like, and now exercise. I have been eating way exercise, better. Exercise, eating is next. right. I'm suffering. I'm recovering still from a broken foot and a broken hand, and I'm really, really anxious to get out and do some walking and hiking and one of my goals is end of the summer and i'm taking you with me young lady to hike the white river storable mine hike on mount rainier to the glacier and that is the most one of the most wonderful things i've ever done um i've quit smoking um i feel much better in that way I, when I eat better food, even when I eat way too much of it, which I love to do, um, I 
feel a million times better. Um, shopping at the right places, fresh food, shopping more often, but buying less because his food's fresher and cheaper. And that's all part of my life. And it, to a rocker, hippie redneck like me, who's a, a staunch constitutionalist and believer in, um, in, in, in traditional American rhetoric and values, I'm just being sarcastic. That's a Mel Brooks movie thing. Um, I actually, sometimes I hear myself talk. I'm like, well, you said the word term woo-woo. Am I turned into a woo-woo here? No, I'm no. not. I'm trying to, I'm finding a way to be happy now. Now, when I was younger, being a rocker who ate JoJo's at a mini mart and and jumped off of roofs and, and, and drank lots of beer and raised heck, that was what made me happy when I was 19 or 20, okay? Until I was about 26, and then that wasn't fun anymore. And then, um, you know, on and off through my life, I've done different things, tried different ways to eat and this and that. And this is probably the best at 52. I mean, I'm not in great shape yet or anything like that, but I can feel a path opening up physically and mentally and spiritually is next. I mean, I work on that. And I believe how the spiritual wellness comes is by doing the right thing. Um, the golden rule, treating others as you would like to be treated and um, love and the lack of the lack of Anger, evil, and hatred. Well, you said love, so yeah, but but staying away, not buying into other people's anger and resentment, and just letting them go. And you've taught me that a lot. That that if somebody's or something is affecting you in a negative way, just slowly, quietly. Open the door. Leave the room. away. <laughs> and let them go through it. And when they're ready, they'll come back and they'll talk to you again and you can reevaluate. And don't have, I'm really learning, because I used to have an explosive temper. I used to be, uh, I wouldn't say violent to other people, but to a wall perhaps. <laughs> you know, um, people used to call them vantrums as opposed to tantrums. I used to, and that was part, I always thought it was part of my being driven, like in the studio or recording sessions or practice. Or um, I'd always be heightened, a heightened state of, we got to get it done. Or in my, in my And that's an way. overactive power chakra. So your heart was closed. Right. And you weren't working well as a team. Right. And then I discovered just recently that there's aggressive and assertive. And assertive is what I want to be, not aggressive. I got my way a lot. And we've talked about wording. So wording is, I want to be more assertive. Yes, as a, and less aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to not be this, not be that, not Right. Not. I didn't know that there was a difference for years, like my whole life. I thought in order to get things done, I had to be aggressive. And as aggressiveness was assertiveness. And 
maybe I became a bit of a bully after being bullied. And that would be your power <laughs> chakra. And, yeah. and and that is that's all I deal with is these little centers. They open and close all day long, depending on who you're with and what you're doing. If you and I are walking in nature, swimming at Mount Baker in the lake, whatever, those chakras are open. I love that. To, I love that. To, you know, in a crowd of people where someone's getting angry or whatever. I mean, you're in a different place all the time, going to work, driving in the car, going to bed at night. I mean, so the work I've been doing for years and years that I totally, just like writing songs with you, tripped over. I don't even know how it's, it came to be. Really, it was is amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> thing, you know. And when I know you as a friend, or um, my clients even over time become my friends, basically, you know what? What? It means that I came here and I'm living my passion and my purpose. And does it really make me a rock star, or does it make me have a big house, or all those other things that you were talking about? No, but it gives me something that you can't take away. And you are, are helping me because I need to get back to that. Yeah. I need to be true to myself and, and find places. I always think it has to be in Kauai where I do my healing work. No, it doesn't. I have to do it here too. And I, I'm, you know, that's what we're, I'm writing my intentions down to do more healing work in this area and find places to do it and, and on and on and on. But I do feel better when I am with another human being and I feel that connection and I feel it's moving together, like I say, like a soldier and we're, 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 tag teaming each other we move up and it doesn't mean we we you know pillage or anything it means when we get there we sit down we rest and we have a nice conversation and we right. do it again that's and a I simple lovely life i agree i agree and i think it's 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 hard in this country to look at happiness as success isn't that strange happiness let's say and Werner Herzog did a movie called Happy People, which everybody should watch. And hap let's say you said you, you had a bunch of Americans and you said, what do you say if you could have any kind of success? They'd say money, big house, fancy cars, um, fame, all these things. I wonder how many people would just say, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. It's whatever makes you happy. Now, if you looked at a guy like I plan to be in a few years here who was pretty much debt-free, lived in a little house, um, played music, recorded his own music at home, played for his family and friends, lived in nature, went hiking, fishing, boating, which is another one of my passions, and was happy... And then they put me up next to somebody else, like a lot of my friends are, super wealthy, big houses, cars, fancy stuff, all that. And that might make them happy. But, you know, that I, I don't care if that's achievable for me or not. That's not what I want. I, and it's not. And that's, people don't believe me when I say that. And it's very frustrating because... Everybody thinks you're just fooling yourself by saying that, but you, it's your not chakras true. are ease, at ease. Dis-ease is when your chakras are blocked. If you're doing things for other people for all the wrong reasons or what you care other people think about you, then that's dis-ease. And I still have that. I see. I still worry about subconsciously that. Keeping up with the Jones. Well, worry is praying backwards, Van Connor. And that's what we're <laughs> going to work on in the car on the way home. Okay. So here's the deal. Small things add up to big things. I've seen you 
in the small amount of time we've been together, do a lot of small things that are adding up to large things. And I want to thank you for that. And what I really want to do is invite you guys to uh, get our album. It's uh, uh, dina-marie.com. You can see everything there. But we want to leave the show on um, uh, Legacy of Green because we wrote that song, and it is about me buying the big house. I was in your shoes, man, where the big house with the, the property, and people would come over and see all my stuff, and I'd right. be ultra thin, and I'd have the clothes that match, and I had the all tour. that because I grew up in a society with the Brady Bunch and all these things that were uh, the Cosbys, whatever. We were trying to... Life of the rich and famous. I think that ruined us right there. We overextended ourselves. We got credit cards. We started buying things we didn't need. Now our houses are full and our storage units are full. And we're overweight and sick and unhappy. So the bottom line is Mother Nature, Native Americans, a long time ago, just moved freely. Just move. I want to be a nomad, Van. Just a nomad and move freely. And I think that America has gone too far and we need to slow down Take a look about how much stuff that we have and how much we waste. And Legacy of Green is about that. We've been peasants in past life, and we've had nothing, and we've starved to death. So maybe we're overcompensating past lives. Right. We didn't even get into past lives, man. Right. And it's interesting. Our, my daughter helped us write that song. And, and the line, all the gold that weighs me down, I believe she came up with that line, gold that you chase is what weighs you down. And Legacy of Green is either Mother Nature or the dollars that you have to hoard and right. keep. $10 billion. <laughs> and I do have to say, I do have to say, I do have some friends who got the gold and it's not weighing them down, and they're happy. They're happy with that, and they can handle it. You know what? It's a lot of responsibility having all that gold. Well, you know, to each their own end. It's life, and it's meant to be lived. So let's make choices. I just want to make sure that I take care of Mother Earth, first of all, and then myself and the people around me, which means to me, in this age, less is more. We are taking our Earth way too far. She can only sustain us for so much longer. And that's negative. But we're going to leave you with a legacy of green, and it's dina-marie.com. You can get our album, listen to some of our songs for free, and uh, I invite you back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. the gold that weighs me down